I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Try tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Hey, so Sarah. Hello. Hello, Sarah. <laughs> I got this message on Instagram this week from one of our listeners, and I'm okay. very excited to share it with you. I'm okay. on the edge of my seat. Okay, so Molly Seidel. Do we know who Molly Seidel is? Yes, uh, Olympic bronze medalist in the marathon. Okay, so this is like, do you get the do you get the newsletter Fast Women? No, I don't. Is, you should know what I? I'm talking about? I think you should. Okay. Yes. It's kind of like the women's running newsletter. Okay, cool. Um, literally fast women. Like it is what it's, it is what it states itself to be. It gives a lot awesome. of like women's running news. I think yeah. you'd like it. I think you'd enjoy it. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, and then they have, um, you know how like some newsletters will have like a section that's like in the news this week. And there's like bullet point notes of like, yeah. just like things to look at or to listen to. Right. Yeah. So imagine, I'm assuming that's the section that this came from. Now I'm like, now I'm kind of making shit up, but like, I think that's because the way it's bullet pointed in, in the message I got. So it says, <clears throat> this is like a direct quote from the newsletter. <laughs> this is a well-read newsletter. There's like multiple thousands of people who subscribe to this. It's okay. Like, it's one of the ones that like made it, you know, in terms of like the, the newsletters. <laughs> um, Okay, Molly Seidel was on the Clean Sport Collective podcast, and it was fun to learn that she had a photo of Ben True on her wall when she was in high school because she had a big crush on him. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) I can take her! (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Like, I love that. That's isn't that the cutest thing? Like, that is really cute. And also, like, are there posters of Ben? Like, is that a thing? Like, can I buy one? Can I order one online? Uh, I don't. So when, when we, when we started dating, my brother and sister-in-law printed out a big photo of him from that they found online and posted it above my bed. So you also <laughs> had a photo of Ben True yes. above your bed, but he was, he was skiing in it. So, you know, that was, yeah, yeah. it was good. It was good. <laughs> that's really cute but like how did this there's a poster like so, so do we assume like so that wasn't something like was that something that would have been like that he would have say gone to a race and given away and done these I have posters no idea. Or, like, I'm gonna have to ask him about this now we need to or did or did Molly Seidel like did she just out herself and now I'm outing her to you which will definitely get back to bed oh that like that like she like made it herself and put it on her wall I don't know because I- I need to find out more information here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So if you could just do some research. Okay. I get back to me on your husband's poster status. That would be great. I I thought that that was cute. I know that he's had some posters in the past, but yeah, I guess she would have been in high school then. Okay. I'm going to do the math. Yeah. (laughs) He has had some posters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think if it would have overlapped when she was in high school, but probably like senior year or so mm-hmm. the numbers, the numbers add up. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Now I have to, this is my follow-up question, but like, do you, are there like Sarah True posters out in the world? Is that a thing? Uh, I mean, not, not really. Have there been some, like have one of your sponsors made posters for an event or anything? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Not, not to say. So there are some out events. in the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's some out in the world. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I'll see if I can source one of those for my office. No, that's like a that's Sarah weird. True poster. Just like I'll just I'll just send you like a huge goofy photo and sign it. <laughs> that's even better. Something ridiculous. <laughs> we we um so one year in Kona, I forget which one of Haley's sponsors. It might have been Tier. Haley Chur is one of her sponsors. They were doing like the signing thing at the booth or whatever. And I think it was like her, I think like Rinny was sitting right beside her. So there was like this massive line to like get, you know, get your signed. It was just, they were stickers. They were giving out these signed stickers from like a multiple world champion. Right. Tier. That makes sense, right? Tier. Yeah. Totally. I might have the brand wrong, but I've got definitely got the story right. This massive line just to meet Rennie. And then like Haley, just like, just like sitting there with a few, <laughs> with a few people. So we like Ashley and I like fangirled her. Awesome. Um, of course, a few people came to see Haley. Like Haley's yeah, amazing, right? But yeah, she's yeah, not yeah. a multiple yeah. world champion. Right, right. Um, we fangirled her and I got the signed sticker. Nice. And Haley's been like, you know, as you know, like longtime um, co-host of, of um, the Iron Women podcast. And so then I had like this battery pack. Like it's about the size of a phone, a little thicker that I use that I carried around with me. Like it, it charged up like all our equipment all day long. It was such a good little like thing. And I put and Haley's sticker just fit perfectly on it, like across it. Nice. Yeah. And so we used to always like, we used to be like powered by Haley Chura. Oh, I (laughs) love it. That was our saying. So for a long time, I was powered by Haley Chura until the, um, until the battery pack stopped working. That was a big loss, but Haley no longer powered. The sticker died with it, but yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. We, we, I'm going to have to reach out and see if I can get one of the uh, Haley Chura stickers. Haley Chura sticker. I should have a yeah. sticker. We'll do, we'll do a little, we'll a do little, a little swap. swap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can send you a 5Q tattoo. I found like a, I found like a, like a store, like, like, so my mom's like went through all my stuff. We can talk yeah. about this later, but like I had this big stack of like 5Q tattoos that she, nice. which means 50 women to Kona for those who have been around for long enough to know what that is. And we like, and I was like, I don't know what to do with those. And like, let me just keep a couple and throw them out. So well done. Okay. Well, we'll talk about this in a minute. So let's take a break. Coming up the show, we're going to talk about flooding and moving and amazing moms, Um, Kona slots and Ironman, Arizona, 12 days of feisty and what we're excited about after this. Women have unique physiology and deserve a training plan that honors this. Sign up for the first-of-its-kind women-specific online group training program and join a movement of empowered women ready to harness the power of their physiology. Introducing Vicey Triathlon Coaching, led by expert coaches Miranda Bush and Jamila Gale Agins. For just $99 a month, you'll get a monthly women-specific training plan, Zoom rides, AMA sessions, membership to the Vicey team, and more. You'll also get a female athlete guide that provides you with the power to better understand your body and how to get the most from your training. Launching December 1st, 2021 with limited spots available. Go to feistytriathlon.com and click the link for coaching so you can be the first to know when it opens and receive a special price for the first four months. 
That's feistytriathlon.com. The link will also be in the show notes of this episode. The future of women's triathlon training is here. Every day there seems to be a new wellness trend, like eat this, do this, avoid those scary things. And how do we know where to start and who to trust? Inside Tracker cuts through the noise by analyzing your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers. This provides you with a personalized, science-based, trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Inside Tracker is simpler, cheaper, and more convenient than traditional blood tests and includes tests that we need as athletes but aren't traditionally included, like ferritin and vitamin D. My favorite part is that they don't just give you the data, they provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips to take action. So for a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering our If We Were Riding listeners 25% off their entire store. So just go to insidetracker.com forward slash riding. That's insidetracker.com forward slash riding as in if we were. Change is an inside job. Start inside. All right, so so before the show, we agreed we're going to have a shorter episode, uh, which normally means that we end up talking for an hour. Yeah, but one of the it goes longer. Yeah, exactly. And we get talking about something random that's not even on our playlist. But one of the reasons why we want to have a shorter episode is because you're in the middle of your move. I want to hear about it. Yes. Well, it's not, I mean, it's moving, so it's not that exciting, but, um, yeah, so I moved today's Tuesday that we're recording and tomorrow, like I've got, I've got tomorrow sort of settled. Like the movers come in the morning, the cleaners come in the afternoon, the got junk people come at three 30. Nice. <laughs> I, and I hand over the keys at six. So that's the strategy for tomorrow. But my mom has flown here from Ontario and basically like packed up my entire condo. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Packing is the worst part. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you think, but like, I, like, I obviously like I, I hired someone to do the, to moving this, to move the stuff, like, cause it's kind of easier, but like, I would way rather like lift and move stuff mm. than actually pack, go through my own shit and pack it up. Like I'd, I'd, I'd almost rather just throw out all my stuff <laughs> than yeah. have to like pack it. Or do you like, do you feel that or like, Oh, you, totally. Like, because when you're packing, you realize how much junk you have. And it is really cathartic just to throw away a lot of stuff, which is why you mm-hmm. have the junk people coming. <laughs> but you realize just how much clutter you accrue over yeah. years. And it, I don't know, it makes me just feel really bad. Yeah, I feel I like I should all move this stuff. Yeah, like, what do I need all this stuff for? Like, yeah, I, exactly. I feel the same way about stuff. I'm not like a person that likes to be surrounded by stuff. I always want it out. It's good. Like, I've I've moved a lot the last few years because, like, just because of like leaving my marriage and then like right. moving out, moving to somewhere else. Like, and I've been like leveling up my life with all these steps. So it's like <laughs> this is like my fourth move in five years or something. Um, Wow. Yeah. So you have called a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And I didn't have it in the first place, like partially because I spent like, you know, I spent a good chunk of like my late twenties and early thirties, like traveling with the sport. So I'd spent like three months in Australia and three months in Europe. And like, then I'd go to Tucson for the winter. And then I'd, so like, I just didn't, I just didn't take stuff with me everywhere. I, 
just didn't, I also didn't have a home. So that was like slightly rootless and um, not a great, I don't suggest it, but, um, <laughs> but good for not having stuff. So there's that. Yeah. We've been in this house for, I think seven years, something like that. And it just, we're accumulating more and more. And I just need to, oh my gosh, I just need to get, just get a dumpster, yeah. just throw stuff in. It's hard. Oh. It's hard to like, because, because of what I just said before, like actually the going through the stuff and packing it is like the worst part of the process. I just don't yeah. enjoy it. So like the idea of doing that without like an impetus, like someone else now owns your home and you have to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would do it either. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I did see there was a flooding situation. <laughs> yeah. So in the middle of like, so like, it, it was actually kind of funny. Like, so my mom arrived on Thursday and like on that, and I'm planning, like I have a rental property that I've like, the renters have moved out and I was going to sell it. Like I'm selling both of my places and then like accumulating, you know, the, the monies for a down payment for like a bigger place for Rosie and I, that's essentially the plan. So I, 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 uh, my renter sent me this picture of like the toilet was like spurting a little bit. Like it was quite funny. It was doing this funny spurting thing. And I was like, oh, ha ha. Like I sent the picture to my realtor. I was like, ha ha, like everything breaks right before you're selling. Right. And then like within a couple of hours, like the entire place was flooded, like uh, totally unrelated to the toilet. <laughs> like the whole, like it was because of these like massive rains that we've had here. Um, and oh, the had, salmon like, swimming up the highway. The flood. salmon. Yes. The same flooding. Yeah. Was that confirmed? I feel like it's like, I just have no problem believing it. Like seeing some of the pictures from the mainland, like where the water levels came so high, like that, like there were like, there were people like driving boats on what used to be roads. So like the idea that like the water level came up and that there was salmon on a highway somewhere is not that crazy. Well, I mean, it is Canada. <laughs> so therefore we have floods. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, because I just salmon. I don't know. We have salmon. We have wildlife. You have wildlife. Yeah. It all it all tracks. <laughs> yeah. So then we like, it's great. Like, um, yeah, it's just been great having my mom's help this whole time. And like we so when it like we went in there one day and we like had like a like a shop vac, you know, and we like vacuumed up like all the water out of the carpet like one day when we thought like we'll be able to salvage this you know and by the next day it just like there was water more water again to come back and it just like reeked 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 of like yeah so we went in it like before like just like me right I'm like okay well let's like pause for a minute and think about this and create a strategy for how we're going to remove the carpet like I'm just there like thinking about what to do next and she's just like in there with the exacto knife just like pulling about the carpet (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It was hardcore. <laughs> Don't mess with Sarah's mom. She I know. She gets shit done. She does get shit done. And then I like, then we rolled it up, put it in these garbage bags and it's like soaking, like these soaking. Oh, wow. So I'm like deadlifting like a hundred pounds of like wet dripping carpet in a garbage bag, like out the front. Yeah. Nice. So it was actually kind of fun to do a little bit of physical labor. Yeah. Um, and luckily there wasn't like so much damage as to be devastating. Like, right to anyone like my renters had moved out their stuff was all out um so and now it looks like i'll probably just have to replace the carpet so oh that's it okay i mean it looks like it annoying but 
it's not, it could be way worse. It could be way, way worse. So oh. like a lot of people in BC, like in the interior have it a lot worse right now. So, mm. um, I feel like I feel for them. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was interesting when, you know, when you like suddenly like you're working, 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 and then you're like, Oh wait, my priorities just shifted. Like I have to go deal with a flood. <laughs> like, yeah. Natural right. disaster, right. hard stop on all the other things I'm doing. Go deal but with that. It. That is a lot on your plate. In addition to just moving, uh-huh. um, having to yeah. rip out a carpet. It was like, it was like an interesting, <laughs> it's been an interesting few days. Well, good job, mom. Yeah. yeah. Good job to my mom. Mm-hmm. Extra kudos. Um, and then we got an email. Um, I got an email. Well, we got an email um, from a listener who's like, who is ranting a little, which I totally approve of. We love. Send we us love, your rants. We love a good rant. Yep. Um, which reminds me, we should get Kelly on again soon. Yeah. We haven't had her fun. on for speaking, speaking of high quality ranting. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so she was talking about how at Ironman Arizona, like because of the way that they distribute the slots for Kona, that the men, like some of the older men's age groups had like the lion's share of the slots, but there weren't enough people who like actually wanted to go to Kona, the race. So like they were like, they couldn't give away, like when the women's slots in the same age group had like one or two or something. Right. And the women were all there waiting to get their spot in the men's age groups. They literally like couldn't find, I think it's at one point they couldn't find a single male in the crowd wanting to take a slot at all. Well, the, the quote in the email was that Mike Riley was saying on the loudspeaker, anyone in this age group with a pulse who wants, yeah. <laughs> who wants the spot for a world championship for St. George, right? I don't know if it was St. George or Kona. Sorry. Oh, I, regardless. Is, yeah. It, it was the same problem. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> with all these women just sitting around being like, what have them yeah we'll take that spot (laughs) yeah and how it's like such a like it's really weird it made me think about like how we see gender in sport like instead of like you know instead of being like oh like this could roll to like the women's age group in the same age or something they're just literally like roll it roll it roll it like any man out there want to take this slot right when really like it's like there's a whole bunch of women who are like we'll take it yeah so I'm I'm so interested by this and excuse my ignorance because I have no idea how it works. All I know is before these races, Iron Man has X number of spots on, uh, you know, for for each age group for world championship. Somehow they come up with that number based on how I don't know how. <laughs> and it's not the same for men and women. How do they come up with that magical number for each race? Yeah. That's what I want to know. It's There's an equation that I'm not like, like that I don't fully remember, but I do know roughly like how this works and I know how the logic of it works. Okay. Right? So the logic is that they, they give the slots out for the world championship based on how many people are in that age group. For the race? Overall. Or so like overall. Okay. If you, so what they do first, they give one to every age group. Mm-hmm. So like, if you come and you're like, in that I think there's like an 18 to 20 age group or something, if you or whatever, if you're like 20 to 24 age group tends to be like not very highly populated. If you're the only person in the age group, there's definitely going to be one slot there. You're going to, you can go to Kona if you're, or you can go to the world champs if you want to. So right? this so is like, determined once the start list is finalized. Yes. 
And they yes. can look at the distribution based on age group. Correct. Correct. And then they give one to every age group. And after that, they give all the rest of the slots, let's say there's 70 slots for the race, or sometimes there's 40, 70 between that usually tends to be, um, someone can tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm, that's how, how my memory <laughs> remembers it. And then, then the, the rest of the slots get distributed according to numbers in the age group. Right. Okay. So I, on one hand, that seems fair. Like it's mathematically fair. Mm-hmm. Right. In terms of how you um, what it doesn't account for, though, is like all the like it doesn't account for the idea that like some people have like, historically been excluded from sport or it's harder mm-hmm. for some people to get in. And like that's right. why essentially that's like the basis of the argument that like women should have equal opportunity for mm-hmm. the next level of something so that we have something to like grow into or move up to like, it shouldn't like how many beginner women go to Ironman Arizona should not dictate how many good athletes that want to qualify for Kona should get to go. Mm. Right. So like, that's our, our argument essentially is that like create the opportunity and like build into it. And that's how you create inclusion in sport. And then theirs is like, well, this is mathematically fair. So bump, bump, bump. Yeah. (laughs) Cause that's, I mean, that that's in a very general sense, how, Title IX has been successful in U.S. universities where when it first started, uh, you know, the numbers were not the same, but we've closed that gap between student athletes, female and male student yeah. athletes over the years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that it, it is really interesting that on paper it's fair, but doesn't give, it doesn't have a direction for the sport to grow. So, yeah, you know, when you look at the distribution, um, like, should we be encouraging more people who are younger, for example, the younger age groups have more spots because Mm -hmm. you want to get them hooked or I, I, I guess the, the goal is not Kona for if you're in the 18 to 24 age group necessarily, it's just to retain you as an athlete, but I'm sure there are plenty of women who might get discouraged if there are very few spots and they've been going for years. Yeah. It is really interesting. And also if it's like you do end up with these races where it's like the, the distribution with the aided age group is very top heavy. Right. So you could have like five women who are like crushing it, especially at a place like Ironman, Arizona, right. Where the, the types of people who win age groups tend to go like there's certain races, right. Mm. So then you, that are more competitive just generally. So you could end up with like five of the best women in the world in a certain age category. Mm. And like, there's nothing to like, to like adjust for that. Right. You know? Um, yeah. And the other thing is like, that's just like broadly, like across sport. I, you know, when I did all my research about like 50 women to Kona and tried to work out like historically why, like to make a solid argument for why we should have equal slots for the, because for the women in the, mm-hmm. at the Ironman world championship, I tried to find another example in sport that used like a proportional way of like attributing spots to a world championship or any kind of championship event. And it like, it just does not exist. Hmm. Like, so we kind of like culturally agree that like the way to create opportunities for women in sport and to create gender balance there is to actually create equal opportunity. And like even closer to home, like the ITU, the Olympic distance um, world triathlon, whatever they call it now, the the Olympic distance federation, um, you know, there used to be days when 
they were like, you know, you get on a start line, like in the nineties, not that I know this firsthand, but there would be like four women and 40 yeah. men. Mm-hmm. The prize money would be the same for both. Right. Right. And like the men used to complain. Yeah. Like they'd be like, this is not fair. Like if I was a, a woman, I would just show up here and automatically win prize money. But like fast forward 20 years and the depth of the women's field, even like now we can say like very clearly the depth of the women's field is at least equal globally to the men's field. And in some countries, the depth in the women's field is greater than the men's field. And they, they created that by sticking to their guns. And yeah, no, I, I definitely did some races where even the male athletes would acknowledge that the women's field had more depth in that mm-hmm. race than the men's. And you know, that, that took that took ITU world triathlon sticking to their guns about equality for years to be able to get it to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I see no reason not to apply that same strategy to the age group women. If you want a true world championship, mm. right. Um, yeah. All I know is that sounds really frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Standing to, around like- to hear Mike Riley say, any guy with a pulse in this age group gets a yeah. spot. To- <laughs> and you, you were like third in your age group and you don't get a spot. Like you're like literally on the podium, like, oh, sorry, only two in your age group. Like, yeah, so group. frustrating. Super yeah. frustrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we feel you. I, for- I forget what her name was, who wrote the email, but thank you for that. Um, we love a good rant. Um, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about our 12 days of feisty because we have this like, we have this amazing thing. It's, it was so fun, honestly, like insider view. Like we basically decided this year, we're going to make like a TikTok. Did, we, did I tell you about this last week? Yeah. Yeah. But, we're going to make like a TikTok yeah, for yeah. like every day, of, right. like for every. Um, so today was like, today's Tuesday. Today was like the Stacey's menopause for athletes course. Um, and we had to, we wanted to find a, uh, let's say we needed to find like a, a video of someone lifting. And we asked Stacey for a video. And Stacy was like, no, like trolls are going to comment on my form. You know, like she doesn't love that, like online feedback, the negative feedback. Like she's mm-hmm. like, she'd rather avoid that if possible, which I totally understand. So then they yep. were like, Sarah, do you have a video of you? Lifting? Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, sure. So next thing you know, I'm like the poster lifter for like menopause for athletes. Like, awesome. I like, you know, like I could own this. It's fine. Like yeah. whatever, but I get it. Like I have had long conversations with Celine about becoming like, she's the host of the hip play, not pause podcast or menopause podcast. And like, she, she thought for a minute about like, do I want to be the face of menopause? You know? Right. Um, so I had that moment today where it's like, okay, like now I'm, now I'm the face of aging athlete lifting. <laughs> like, Hey, it's a good face. I mean, I am 45, so why not? Why not? Well, all I know, all I take away from that is you are a model, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good takeaway. I'll I'll take that. Um, Yeah, but anyone who wants to like, who's ever seen like a feisty product they might want or whatever, like these are the best discounts we do all year um, for our sponsors and for our products and Stacey's courses. there's like feisty coaching in there too for the women's specific triathlon coaching. Um, so yeah, you can sign nice. up on the website. I won't talk about it too much, but that's it. Yeah. I think that's worthy. And even if you're not, you you at least have to check in with the TikToks if you're on TikTok or yeah, at least on Instagram. The yeah. They're yeah. like, they're TikToks, but they're also like Instagram reels. Yeah. So yeah. 
So that's nice. that. Nice. Um, all right, let's take a break and then talk about what we're excited about. If We Were Riding is a feisty podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at If We Were Riding. And we love hearing from our feisty friends. So please send us a voicemail at sarah at livefeisty.com. That's Sarah without an H. Right. So just grab your phone, record an audio file and email it to me and we will love it and love you forever. And our regular listeners will know that If We Were Riding and All Things Feisty is proudly partnered with Orca Sportswear. For 15% off all items on orca.com, please use the code LIVEFEISTY15. And that includes the wetsuits. So good deals all around. All right, Sarah. So I know this is like a super niche, silly thing, but... uh, I thought it'd be fun just share something either like food wise, culture wise, life wise that you're just fired up about. And I've been watching a lot of um, stuff while I Zwift, a lot of streaming content while I Zwift. And uh, have you seen the show We're Here? No. Okay. Well, it combines. One of the things that we've talked about before, which is our love of drag uh-huh. and uh, basically their their <laughs> love of drag. Yeah. <laughs> okay. there, there are three alums from RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. and they go to these different towns in the U.S. and they they work with a few people and then put on like a drag show in these these towns after, you know, after a week or however long and just it's a show that brings me a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I bring it up on this triathlon ish podcast is that last week's episode, they went to Kona and they oh. did a little like drag makeover for a few people in Kona. It just made me so happy. Cause it was like two worlds colliding. Right. My did you like, recognize some of the scenes in the background? Of yeah. Stuff? Did you like, yeah. Oh, that's Alihi. That's Lava Java. That's like, but also whatever. they, they were all over the big islands and a lot of okay. the, the, the content I'm like, that waterfall is clearly not in Kona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. That's they made funny. it look a lot nicer than this. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. You're like, Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very specific, but I, it just made me so happy that those two things collided in this one nice. HBO I can see show. That. Yeah. I told you about how, like, you know, that show made, I think we talked about yeah. this, the show made and it was shot in Victoria. And I was like, just seeing the scene, like you see your own city in a new way, you know? And I was constantly, cause there were a lot of fairies like on the, in the shots. And I was constantly trying to figure out like which fairy they were shooting on, you know? Oh, I did, that's cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Anyway, I, I feel you on that one. Like yeah. when it's like sort of close to home and like we do feel, I don't know like how you feel about it, but like, do you feel like a little sense of home with Kona um, yeah. for how many times I've gone there in October? Um, yeah. Okay. Mine. So I, we were laughing before we started recording because when you said, let's do something we're excited about. And then you were like, you know, like books or food or like, but in my head, I had already chosen something that was like 
a life event. Like it already like, and I love how like I love how like you're so good at like appreciating the little things, you know, like books. Like my brain automatically goes to like this big amazing thing is happening. Like so, I should probably learn to appreciate the little things. Um, but that's more. but that's why you're you're the visionary of your company. You know? I guess so. It's like a habit. Yeah. <laughs> you like to think big. A visionary in my life. But like what came what came to my head immediately when you said it was like how um I essentially like in selling both these properties and now I'm like renting, like I literally have a three-month rental and I don't know what happens after that. But like I've literally I've like jumped, you know, it was like a cliff I was sort of like standing and looking off the precipice and it's like, I need, I need to, I need to do this. Like I need yeah. to um, get into a bigger place for Rosie's sake. Um, and so, yeah. And so I finally just like, I'm like, well, the first step is I have to sell the properties. Right. Um, I've got to figure this out. So I'm figuring it out. So that's it. Like, I'm kind of excited. That's what sort of like fuels me through all this, like crazy flooding and packing and selling two properties and the hassle is that it like is. okay yeah like exciting things are happening it's like something's changing and it's great it is it's amazing though i mean for you to take that leap that's a big deal because you didn't have to do any of this this is all by choice this is all me just being like something better is out there yeah i'll just jump off a cliff <laughs> oh. <laughs> see what happens be visionary uh, <laughs> we always joke that like we're like especially with feisty like we're like building the plane as we fly it so like and it it definitely feels like that a little bit like it's like see an opportunity you know and then just like launch <laughs> like we just like launch and hopefully all the pieces come together as we're like drifting to the ground but isn't that basically every startup company probably it should be if it's not like if you're sitting around spending too much time thinking about it you're probably not going to get off the ground well there has to be some thought just a little (laughs) just just there's a balance there's a balance there's no perfect formula for thought versus action (laughs) that's true well on that note thought versus action we're going to take action and say this is another week of Uber Riding. Thank you for listening, and we will be back with you next week. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.